listeners slash therapists. Welcome to another episode of Air. This is episode 15. How are you? How was your weekend? It's Sunday night. About to turn into Monday morning. I know. Monday blues already. I know. Well, I've got something I need to share with you. Now, therapist, you know, when things get a little bit too heavy, I turn on the mic, I talk to you, I trust you, therapist. I know that you will listen, I know that you will lend me your ear, you'll lend me your shoulder, I can lean on you for just a little bit while I share what's on my mind. So, therapists, it's the, it's the teacher's turn. In the vaccination protocol, they have gotten to teachers, school staff, and hotel workers. So they're having a vaccination blitz. Yes, that's the latest buzzword. A blitz, a vaccination blitz. And they're vaccinating as many people as they can. Um, so this blitz is across the entire island, different locations across the entire island. The largest location, of course, is in Kingston and St. Andrew. Um, you know, Kingston is a capital city, so they are using the national arena. And this past weekend, they were able to vaccinate 4,000 people in the vaccination blitz in Kingston. The Ministry of Education decided to do a sensitization session. I kid you not, that was a term they used. They decided to do a sensitization session to talk to teachers and school staff about the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine. And they wanted to have a Q&A with us to see, you know, how we were feeling about it, what our views are about it, and our readiness to fall in line and get our vaccination. It was not at all what I expected it to be, therapist. It was a Zoom meeting that lasted for three, almost four hours, okay? So it was on Zoom. It was also live on Facebook. I was on the Facebook page. When I tell you that these comments were just the comments that followed, the comments that were shared during the meeting, the comments that followed the meeting, are a clear indication that a majority of teachers and school staff are not going to line up to take this job. So let me start at the beginning. I always start my story somewhere in the middle, but let me start at the beginning, therapist. So 
The meeting was called by the Minister of Education as well as the head, the head doctor in charge at the Ministry of Health, right? Now, since last year, March, this lady has been all over the television, all over the radio, every single newspaper. She's our version of Dr. Fauci, right? And her name is Jacqueline Bisesa McKenzie. So she's our version of Fauci, right? And she is the face and the voice of the fight against COVID-19 herself, along with the Minister of Health, Minister Tufton. Is the, they are the faces that we see whenever there is a COVID question. They are the faces that we see. So, of course, she was invited to this sensitization session. And she availed herself for the question and answer portion. When she was asked to present, I'm not going to lie to you, therapist. I didn't really pay much attention because she put on this PowerPoint. And the moment I looked at the colors, you know, there were some gray colors in there. just like, oh, God, snooze fest. Who has time to listen to all of that? But she did use a PowerPoint. And then she she gave a video. She presented a video. And the video was supposed to explain the efficacy of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine and all that it entails. The ingredients, if I can use such a word to describe vaccines, the ingredients and the um, possible side effects and the limited study that was done surrounding it, right? So she presents that video. I listened with half an ear for that one. And then the Q&A started. Now the Q&A started around 4.45. So, and the questions, the pressing question, the question that was asked maybe three, four, five times during the three hour long sensitization session was, is this mandatory? Her response was very diplomatic therapist, but I listened and I listened very closely to what she had to say. She said, not at this time. Now, therapist, if you're anything like me, <laughs> if you're an overthinker like I am, wouldn't you be stuck on those words, not at this time? Because to me, they suggest that it's going to become mandatory at another time. So it's not mandatory at this time, but maybe later down, maybe two months from now, it's going to become mandatory. And I thought of the implications that that had for my job. So if I decide I don't want to take the AstraZeneca vaccine, will I have a job? She went into this whole um, thing about, oh, there are laws that would prevent us from making it mandatory. 
But I was just stuck on her initial response. Not at this time. I don't know if she meant to say it like that. I don't know if it was a Freudian slip, you know. But not at this time concerns me, therapist. I'm concerned that teachers and school staff are going to be told at a later time, not at this time, of course, at a later time, that if you have not had your two shots of AstraZeneca, Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine, you no longer work here. I'm concerned that they're putting laws in place to make this vaccine mandatory. Now, there were a lot of questions asked at the session, and I'll, I'll just touch on a, a few others. One of the things she said was that the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID-19. And even if you take it, you still have to wear your mask and you still have to social distance and you still have to, um, you know, sanitize your hands every 20 or so seconds. So it begs the question, what then is the point of this vaccine? If you're going to have to live the same way that we've been living since March 2020, what then is the urgency? What is the urgency for teachers and support staff at all schools to run into this vaccination blitz and get vaccinated? Another thing she said, therapist, which caused me to really think, 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 think. She said, <laughs> they chose the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine because of supply and demand. And <laughs> I don't know if she realized she said this, but she talked about expiration. Now, in Jamaica's case, we got the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine as a gift from India, first as a gift from India, second as a gift from Africa, and then third as a part of the COVAX program. So when the doctor inadvertently mentioned the word expiration, a thought came into my head, therapist, I'll only share it with you. I'll, I haven't said it to anyone else, but I'll only share it with you. What if we got those vaccines from India and Africa because they were about to expire? I mean, I'm not trying to look a gift horse in the mouth, but why would India with a much greater population than we have. We have close to 3 million people in Jamaica. They have much, a much, much bigger population. I don't even have to Google it to know that the population in India far supersedes the population in Jamaica. Why would they send us 
a gift of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. Just just out of nowhere, just just for goodness sake, just for kindness sake. Why would they, therapist? Why or oh why? When the doctor mentioned expiration, it just flew into my head. These things are, are on the last leg. Hence the gift to Jamaica. Hence the blitz. They're trying to get offload it as quickly as possible because expiration date is looming. So my takeaway from this three-hour session is that we did not receive a gift for a gift's sake. It was a means to an end. Another thing they talked about, therapists, was the vaccine that is being created in Cuba. Now, Cuba and Jamaica have had a really excellent relationship ever since Manly in the 1970s. Um, Manly and, and Castro were good friends, and the there have been many programs that have been beneficial to both nations. So Cuba has... Uh, an excellent medical school and many of many Jamaican students go to Cuba to study medicine and uh, many Cuban doctors come to Jamaica to practice, Cuban nurses come to Jamaica to practice. We're, we're close. We're 90 miles away. If you stand on a hill in Runaway Bay and you look you look through a telescope, you can see the shoreline of Cuba. So we're, we're, just, we're just that close. So Cuba is making a vaccine. A lot of the talk during the three-hour long Zoom meeting was about Cuba's impending vaccine. And... Almost everyone resisting, I shouldn't say resisting, it's a strong word. Almost everyone questioning the Oxford AstraZeneca posited that they would wait for the Cuban vaccine instead. Do you know what a doctor's response to that was? A bird in the hand is better than to win the bush. And I'm thinking to myself... That's not really a scientific response. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. When they said, well, Doc, you know, the, the Oxford AstraZeneca is only 70% effective. Well, this is her flippant response. I kid you not, therapist. You take it or you don't take it. You know. And she was like, take the vaccine and live. Take or take or, or, or um, contract COVID-19 and die. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, how is she responding in such a... It's almost as if 
I'm here to sell you this AstraZeneca vaccine. I'm here to ensure that you take it. I don't really care about your opinions or about your views. And this is, as, even though it's a sensitization session, it's me cramming my point of view down your throat. But the thing that got me therapist, the thing that really got me, is when she said, when you take the vaccine, you're protected for six months. I said, huh? I thought, huh? After the two doses, you have an umbrella of six months protection. I'm thinking to myself, what then is the point? They have the splits. They're trying to get as many teachers vaccinated as possible. They claim so that they can reopen schools, but I really don't believe that for one second. You have the splits going on. You want everybody to take it, but in six months' time, we'll be back to where we were because it's only six months of protection. What then is the point? When I was a child, um, like most Jamaicans, I had all the vaccines. I had the vaccines for the measles. I had the vaccines for, well, I had two measles shots. I had one for the German measles. I had one for measles. I had one for, believe it or not, tuberculosis. They gave us a, a, a shot for tuberculosis. They gave us all of those shots, and we never had to go back. Six months' time to re-up. It was one maybe a booster after that, and then you were done. So what this doctor was trying to say to us was that, yeah, you know, we need you to take it. I want you to go ahead, register. You need to go to the national arena. You need to go at all the, these different locations where the shots are being given. You need to go there and do it. And yes, after you do it, only six months later, you it will be like nothing ever happened. And after you've taken the shots, you still have to wear your mask. You still have to social distance. What then is the point? What is all of this about? I'm struggling to understand here. What is all of this about? And then therapists, don't get me started. And all of these cases where you hear of people who have done both doses of the vaccine and still get covid so what are they doing? What is it? No, I'm not going to go into all the conspiracy theories and talk about um, that, you know, they're trying to make the population, they're trying to do population control, and really they're making you infertile. I don't want to go into all of that, but I'm just trying to understand why you're having a blitz. And that's, she kept using the word blitz, so now I'm saying blitz all the time for no reason. I'm probably going to name this podcast Blitz. But um, you, you're having a vaccination blitz. And then you're going to tell people in a sensitization session, but yeah, we want you to run along and go take it now. But in six months time, eh, you'll be at risk again. What then is the point? I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm not a science major, but, you know, a six-month umbrella is not enough of an incentive for me to run down there and get a jab in the arm. I'm just saying. 
therapist is crazy. There was also a burning question. Another burning question was in other countries, in developed countries, they won't allow anyone under the age of 55 to take the, the, the Oxford AstraZeneca. Yet here you are encouraging the workforce, the teachers, to go out there and get it. So those questions, and believe me, therapist, she danced around those questions, eh? She danced, and, and I realized immediately that, you know, all the time she had been spending with politicians was time well spent because she found a way to answer the question without answering the question at all. You know, it she did the bachata all around the question and she never got to the point. You know, and therapists, I don't think I want to take this vaccine. Because there are so many unanswered questions. In my head, or my understanding, or what I was taught in school, all of these vaccines that they developed, the one for smallpox, and the one for polio, and the one for measles, it took them years. All right, this is where this is where I, what, what I'm struggling with. It took them years to develop these vaccines. And then COVID-19 vaccine is developed over a period of months. I don't think adequate research was done. I don't think adequate testing was done. And let's not talk about the fact that some countries have pulled it all together because it causes blood clots in people. Right? All of those questions have not been answered. And I'm concerned, therapists, that the mandatory tag is going to be stamped all over this in a matter of months. I'm concerned that people's jobs are going to be affected. People are going to lose the right to choose what they put into their bodies because we're just going to be told that hey you gotta take it it's mandatory you must in order to serve in our schools people asked about Pfizer and Moderna and the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and if there were was any possibility of Jamaica getting those and you know what she said can you guess what she said? A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. And I'm like, ma'am, please. Nobody here is in grammar school. We teach grammar school, but we're, we're not students here. It was, it was confusion. It was, it was politics. She didn't give any straight answers. She did a bachata. She did a tango all around the issue, you know, um, she dipped us and she, she spinned us and she put the roses, rose in our mouths, but she didn't answer the questions. She didn't clarify. She didn't clear up anything. 
I went to the meeting confused about it and I left the meeting after three hours. Confused. But there's one thing I'm sure about, therapists. I'm not taking that vaccine. She let the whole expiration thing slip. And that bugged me the whole meeting. Why would she mention expiration? You know? And I'd been, I'd been trying to find a reason for India with a greater population than ours, for them giving us vaccines. Why would they give it to us? Why? Then the good doctor let the word expiration slip. And I just it, it just hung in the ear for me and it just it just it it just stayed there for the entire meeting. I have one concern though. I know that in the future to travel you're gonna get the question, have you been vaccinated? Have you been vaccinated? And maybe that they'll even stamp it into your passport if you have. I don't know. I guess I have to cross that bridge when I get there, therapist. But right now, I don't want any part of this blitz. Because you know the word blitz? When I think of the word blitz in my mind, I get the picture of somebody being slapped upside the head. I get the picture of somebody being blindsided, somebody being bamboozled. The word blitz for me is not, for me it's a negative connotation. I, I don't know why that word was chosen, but I want nothing to do with this blitz, therapist. Nothing whatsoever to do with this blitz. Thank you so much for listening, therapists. This has been another episode of Air. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for lending me your shoulder and your listening ear.